This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Welcome to my worst date. I am Cassie. I'm Keegan. I'm Christina. And we were talking a little bit before this episode about burning bridges because um, (laughs) we kind of know someone who has just gone through and lit the match to a past life, which I find shocking. And not for the first time. That's just kind of uh, their MO, you know, is to leave... a group of people, whether that be, you know, ones that they're working with or that they are friends with, in mm-hmm, quotes, mm-hmm. and they're tight for that time when they're in proximity. There are people that I think are only friends because of proximity. Yeah. And then once that's removed. Yeah. And that makes me sad because... Proximity or beneficial. Like, you can do something for me. You right. benefit my life in some way. Very transactional. Very transactional. Yeah. Mm. Instead of, like, having a legit friend. Like, if I, I knew if I moved away now mm-hmm. that we would still communicate. Yes. Yes. Well, you, it takes well, effort to have a friendship. And you, you're looking at somebody that does not give an effort in any aspect of their life. No. You know? Right. If you want to maintain friendships with people, you will. And nothing will prove that to you more than moving away. Yeah. Like there are people who I see and spend considerable time with every single time I go home. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I have maintained those friendships. Yeah. Uh, and put the effort in and they've put the effort in to right. maintain those friendships for decades right you know like people who i've known for 20 years or 10 years or whatever and and continue to um make the effort to see them that's not everybody there are definitely people who have fallen off who i don't see whenever i go home who i was like oh we're gonna be super super tight forever forever you know but it's a two-way street and both parties have to be invested in wanting to maintain that and they will if they want to right you know and so uh, and I've learned my lesson about burning bridges because I have moved so much. And like when I was younger, it would be a thing where it was like I got hurt by someone or, you know, whatever. And I would be like, you know what? I don't need you anyway. And then you kind Dead of like, me. yeah. And then you do the thing <laughs> yeah. where you like erase them from your life. You mm-hmm. they are no longer in the top eight. On right. MySpace. Yeah. You, you kick them out of that top eight. <laughs> Maybe you delete them all together off your MySpace. Oh, if you want to go like a, a one step further, damn. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know, it makes it much, much harder if you ever do want to reconcile or mm-hmm. if anything does happen, you know? So I would, I, I would yeah. argue against burning those bridges, burning those bridges. I will say that I'm kind of the opposite. I, well, we know me, nothing mm-hmm. makes me more scared than not having friends. <laughs> so even if you're awful to me, I am the most forgiving person on the planet. So I tend to be the one who's like, I'm going to keep the bridge there. I mean, I'm not going to maintain the bridge. I'm just not going to burn that bridge. I'm just going to like let the bridge be. If it starts to rot on its own naturally, that's fine. Well, that's where that's <laughs> where I'm at now in my life. Yeah. That's where I'm at now yeah. in my life where I'm like, I'm not going to burn a bridge. Yeah. Uh, but I... It, it takes me a lot to get to the point. I put up with a lot. Sure. Until I get to the point where but I'm like But once you burn it, it's done. Pissed. We're done. But now, even now, now I just kind of 
let it be. Like you said, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to come to you. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. going to beg for your forgiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to reach out in any way, but I'll leave it there. Sure. Right. And if we want to repair it later down the line, sure. the bridge still exists. Right, right, right. Right. We can, we can put some work into it later if need be, but yeah, I will tell you, and I'm the kind of person who burns bridges just in my own mind. So I'm the person who's like, I have literally two people and they're in my professional world in which I was like, fuck that bridge, gasoline, match. Like, I will never fucking work for you again. And I don't care if you have the only job available in the whole of the world. Nice. I will never fucking work for you again because you're yeah. an awful human being. So for me, it's more like that. It's more about just... And and I would never act awfully to those people. I would never make a, a personal, like... I would, I would never... They won't... They don't even know their bridge is burnt. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, right. to me, it's more like a personal bridge that I've burnt for them. So I just think that... I don't know. Like, for me, I just... I love love. I love being loved. I love having friends. And I, um, I am. I will let people treat me awfully for the rest of my life. What I will burn a bridge over very quickly, though. Or what I will... What I will... Your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the same you way. You fuck up my yeah. husband, I will fuck up your life. Yeah. yeah. Come for my husband. I goddamn dare you. I well, swear and to God. Like, I just, like, to me. Luckily, because we know, yeah. we had an instance with you where Christina and I had to have, like, a come to Jesus with you about somebody like in the recent past where we were like, you need to let that person go. And you're like, I can't. And we're like, yeah, listen, bitch, we love you. You have to let that person I go. Know. You know what I mean? We were like, she I doesn't know. treat you right. She doesn't treat the world right is the problem. You got to let her go, you know? know? And it, it was hard. It was so it was. hard. I, I'm still like... <laughs> watching you struggle with trying to make that decision was yeah. like... And literally, it was just unfriending her. Literally. Yeah, Facebook. it wasn't even like anything super nope. aggressive. It was just like... I was like, you have to hit that unfriend button. I just like... <laughs> it was... I was like... You like pushed my finger down. I'm like, God damn, it's done already. I guess I got to do it. Rip that bandaid off. Rip it off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, that's that's where it gets me too. is that most of the time I'm, I'm rather nonchalant. You know, um, if people I mean, the people that I make tight connections with is a very, very small circle. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm ride or die with that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of bad about letting like acquaintances or people in the outer bubble yeah. like putting any effort into maintaining that. Yeah. You know, so I, I definitely get that. I mean, I don't like unfriend people or whatever, sure. but you know, but yeah, if someone's mean to my friends. Oh, oh God. Yeah. No. I know. It's so weird how that works. There's like nothing like the hate. Of a mutual friend hate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Girl, you just yes. know, too. You see that person at a mutual, mutual mm-hmm. friend party, and you're mm-hmm. just like, you just look at each other, and you're like, yeah, no, that bitch, I know, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to say words. You're just like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know who's the best at mutual friend hate? Amy. Amy. Oh, our friend yeah. Amy. 100%. Oh, and she'll hold on to that forever. Yeah. Forever. She oh, will never let it go. Her. She will never let it go. That is the Pisces It's incredible. In her. Honestly. She is a pit bull. For yeah. real. It's so it. interesting. Like, it's so interesting how you get that way. Like, I feel like I'm that way in bars as well. Whereas, like, yes. if, if a guy is being, like, kind of aggressive towards me, I'm kind of like, mm, no, thank you. Please leave me alone. But if a guy is yep. being aggressive to one of my girlfriends, mm-hmm. oh, it's on. Girl, you saw me mm. with you last mm-hmm. time we were at the bar. Yeah. That guy coming in hot, I was like, I will fucking break your goddamn skull <laughs> I and ruin your life. Both Chris and Eric were like, 
Chris got like real fucking pissed. Well, he got mad at me because I was like, will you fucking handle this motherfucker? And he was like, I do not want to get into a fucking fight and I will crack his skull open. And I was like, I know, but maybe that needs to happen. And so then he went to the manager because that's Chris is my Karen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's like, um, excuse me, this, um, this guy over here is a real piece of work. If you could, uh handle that so i don't kill him <laughs> that so, and then he came back later and brought your hair tie <laughs> he's like manager says i had to give this back to you <laughs> oh my god that guy was a trip i don't know if we told that story on oh. the podcast but yeah oh, this guy geez. was being real like handsy real and i'm like man we're in a pandemic sir can you yes. like respect you my personal space and he kept like trying to dance with me and then he kept saying like oh don't worry don't worry i'm gay and then he would like lean in and be like i'm not really gay like he <laughs> oh no yeah yeah and then what what, what the final wrong with straw you? was what the final straw was that he kept picking me up Ugh, like yeah. picking me up that's, i don't like that that then that's when like some time went by, he was gone, whatever. And then he came back over and he was like, the bartender or the, the bouncer says that I have to apologize to you. He says, Ugh. I can't do that anymore. I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. Thank you. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Wild. Um, good times. Well, what else is going on in the, the world right now? Is oh. there any, I, I saw there is some sort of like, Kanye listening party. That's the only. Wasn't like, there like a Vax party he had or something? What? Like? I don't know. I feel like maybe I know I he's changing that. his name. He's yeah. He's now just just yay, just yay. <laughs> and I I do it's know so that hard because his music used to be. I don't know. It doesn't tend to still be, but it used to be so fucking oh, good, God. And so listenable and eight oh eight. Oh, so good. Yeah. It's such a good album. Bushing College Dropouts, lights, lights, a great lights. album. Yeah, I mean, I loved Kanye. Yeah. Loved Kanye. And really... Still will listen. And really, like, I feel like my brother, who's a Gen Zer, asked me once, he was like, who do you think is, like, the, like, representative of mm. your, like, generation musically? Mm. And I was just like, man, early Kanye was so, like, influential. Yeah. Yeah. Yonsei. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Yonsei. Oh, Yonsei. Yeah. I think for our generation, it would be probably Nirvana, like Kurt Cobain, probably, right? Like, I think that as far as like generationally speaking, like for Gen Z, would probably be, I, I think, or Gen X, or yeah, it's yeah, yeah, Gen X, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay, so I was just thinking um, while I was in the bathroom because that's where I get all my good ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what movie couple ruined your love ideal right like so for example like you were like okay mine would be for example like the princess bride like you're just like this is what love is supposed to look like and so if i can't find that right like you know what i'm saying in your baby brain when you were just like this is what love looks like it's perfect oh mine would definitely be darcy and Elizabeth. Oh, that was just like yeah. you're supposed to have these like heated arguments and this. Like, oh, yeah. Intense passion. And I mean, yeah, wow. I, I guess I have a hard time picking one because it was all of that. Was, like that was what it was. Combination for yeah. me because that was every not only was that every couple in every 18th century or 19th mm-hmm. century novel. That was also every couple in every old movie, which I watched 
a ton of. Yeah. So like any black and white movie, it was always that. It was always like this like heated, at, well, at one point he's gonna grab you by the shoulders, right. right? And like shake you a little. And that was supposed to be like super hot and romantic and passionate. And that's yes. what love was. And like yeah. that's what love looked like and was supposed to look like. And so unfortunately I would replicate that Yes, yeah, moving you're looking into for, right? relationships, right? Because mm-hmm. I was just like, if you don't have a bunch of ups and downs and it's not like, um, you know, really quote unquote passionate, then it's not love, you yeah. know? And I also came of age during the uh, 90s bet movie. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> yes, so, yes. Or the turnaround where it's like, you're kind of a geek, but we can turn you around. Yeah, we oh, can take out those you glasses. Popular. And yeah, I was wearing glasses at yep. the time with my crazy curly and hair. And so you'd go and home just, and like, take those glasses off and you couldn't see yourself, but you just knew how much hotter you were. Which is the, you know, the reason why I took an iron, an actual oh. iron for clothes at one point yes. to my hair. Oh God. I, I, you watched I, Hairspray and you were like, yep. Yeah, they is. can do it. It. Yeah, <laughs> I bought an actual like relaxer oh, from the honey. store, from the store, mm-hmm. and broke all my hair off. Yeah, because you don't yeah. have that relaxer hair. No, no, no I do not. No. Oh. <laughs> also, any anything you can buy from a CVS for the most part oh, is not going to be no. the best. Thing a chemical, hair. like a real yeah. strong chemical that yeah. you can buy from CVS. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, also, I feel like I was coming of age. During a time of like where manic pixie dream girl yes. quirky oh, cute yes was that, huge that like Zoe like Deschanel other girls. Mm-hmm, the not like the other girl kind of trope of like yes. you're going uh, that for sure I tried to emulate that for the sure cool where girl. it was like yeah, cool girl cool I definitely girl. tried cool girl I listen to indie music I ride yeah. my bike around I read interesting books and it's gonna yes. make somebody like fall in love with me because I wear sundresses or fucking whatever you know yeah. what I mean like mm-hmm. I like sports I'm not like the other girls yeah. Oh. But I do like sports. That was real me. But I mean, you know, but for sure, like there was definitely something about that that made me, I don't know, be like, I'm special. Right. I'm one of the guys. Yeah. 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 Like definitely. Mm-hmm. I feel like probably our childhoods especially were not conducive to women friendships. No. No, 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 it no. It's always like a competition. Yes. It's like you had like a couple of close girlfriends and then outside of that it was all guys. Like I had yep. one I had one really close girlfriend yep. and we hung out with just dudes pretty much. 100 yeah, like percent. Mm-hmm. Same. 100% yeah. same. Yeah. yeah. My friend Stacy and I and like literally, it was like playing poker with the guys. And, oh yeah, or watching going, them yeah. play video games. Yeah, oh, yeah. So much or of that, playing, oh, or playing <laughs> golf video games with them. Like that. Yeah, oh my god, I've Tiger seen Woods. every single board of Tony Hawk Pro Skater <laughs> oh, yeah, at yeah. least fifty times. Yeah. Oh, oh man, smoked so much weed in the basement of friends. <laughs> oh god. Guy friends oh god. Oh Jesus, man. Oh, <sighs> listen, so much Primus. And- yeah. <laughs> I watched WWF wrestling. Honey, at one same. point. I did that though since I was a kid. I we used to win the boxing matches. I love when you grow up and you're just like, nah. Who was I? Like yeah. you're just like, you know what? I'm I, not doing shit. I, I don't want to how anymore. To play Magic the Gathering. Oh, okay, that might be too far. <laughs> <laughs> you win. You aren't like I the other think, girls. I do think. <laughs> You do win. <laughs> oh, God. Christina, not like the other girls. Name of the episode. Because I for sure didn't do that. I'm like, I'll sit in the room with yeah. you while you play Magic the Gathering, but Same. I am not. I'll I chain am... smoke over here while you guys do that. 
<laughs> yep. No, I, I it's yeah. it's it's a shame receipt up there. I guess. Whew. I, I think I told you guys, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I told you on the podcast that one of my very first boyfriends played this game yes. called Warhammer. Yes. Yeah. And the figurines. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh. I mean, Settlers of Catan was about as far as I was willing to go. I was like, that. there's my limit. Listen, you know? and I love games. Yeah. But but magic, D and D, those that is complicated. That is like learning of new skill sets. That's why like I can't a fuck new language. With it. It's like, too much. It, it's just too much. Like it's not my that my brain can't. I got it's, too much other things have to save. I don't even have anything against it. Like my no, brothers no. play D and D. Like I think it's I think it's actually really cool that yeah. they can kind of get together and like Unity, do this thing. But I'm like awesome. I'm I'm too old. Okay, yeah. you can't teach me how to do this anymore. Yes. Like Pokemon cards was where I got off the the train yeah. you know like yeah. i didn't even get on pokey train oh yeah. man i was on it i used to go to toys rs and play You're in the like, tournaments i could choose you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> i played in the tournaments okay. at toys rs wow in middle school okay i wasn't like 21 okay yeah no, it wasn't would... last year at all it definitely wasn't <laughs> promise oh, oh Jesus, god. my god okay so uh, movie movie couples yeah let's um, do that for our fmk okay Okay. I think mine has to be, I, I think mine has to be, or I mean, Anna Green Gables, that relationship. Um, I, I, yeah, it has to be that Gil and Anne, Gilbert and Anne, because I loved the books. Oh, I love the movies. I watched, I've seriously, I just watched them yeah. again every year. Like, honestly. Yeah. But that relationship, and for anybody who doesn't know, well, you need to know, you need to go watch them. <laughs> yes. Ridiculous. Synopsis. Yeah, um, so about them, if you're not like familiar, like their relationship was like, she was a strong, sturdy, go for it woman, independent, mm-hmm. you know, and was, was career minded first and was going to pursue life and all its passions. Very and- Joe March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very Joe March esque. Mm-hmm. But she also, her and Gil have always had this kind of underlying, like, tension of like meant to be together right like that's kind of the thing is that her and Gil were always meant to be they grew up together they've known each other since they were kids but she's like it can't be this until like basically death knocks on his door and she's like wait what have I been doing all this time and so I do think that there is something there that definitely is me like I Mm. definitely was like I'm independent my 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 career comes first. I'm really, you know, I don't need nobody. And yeah. I, you know, and, and, and absolutely when I met Chris, it was, I don't need you in my life. Right. If I want you in my life, that's where I'm at. Like, I want you here. I don't need you here. Yeah. And I think that that's probably, I, I mean, in many ways that did probably make my baby brain form a way like in which I thought relationships should or shouldn't look like, but I don't know that it was terrible. Yeah, I don't I was think it was going to say. <laughs> like, I don't think it was bad. I just good. think that it was interesting how that influenced so much of my mindset, right? Yeah, yeah. I think mine is more from a book too than a movie. I, I do think, I, I did think that Darcy and Elizabeth were like the, the couple. Like it was the most romantic thing to me that you had to get into a whole bunch of fights and that like proved your love. Barely tolerate each other. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes, but it was that heat, that passion. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Do you think that formed how you ended up in certain relationships? Yeah, I definitely do. 
I definitely think that it has also negatively affected relationships that might have actually been a good thing because I was searching for that turbulence Mm. or that passion that I thought needed to be a component in a good relationship. That if that kind of like, just like throw you up against the wall kind of passion wasn't there, then that meant it was a shit relationship. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's something I've definitely had to work out that it's like... Well, that's not sustainable. I feel like we never got to that point in the movie, right? And like years down the line where it's just like, you can only kind of like sort of hate your partner (laughs) for so long, you know? um, That kind of like simmering under the surface sort of thing. Um, Gosh, I don't know. For me, because what I was going to do, I don't think necessarily that... You know what? Why don't why don't we do it? Let's go with Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind in that oh, that love. relationship. So. That like being like super in love and obsessed with like I wanted I wanted somebody to be gosh, this is really conflicting given right, the fact that I right. keep saying that I, I I'm very scared of someone being obsessed with me. But like I wanted someone I wanted to be obsessed with me to be obsessed with me. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like I wanted I wanted somebody to want me like that. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, and think that I was that cool and that interesting that right. they would kind of like, oh, that's want, interesting. You want that did end up with somebody who thinks that way about you <laughs> yeah. a little bit, but not in like in a like in a not in a scary way. Not in a right? scary way. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I think you want him to. But like if you didn't like Tony, <laughs> oh, no. he's pretty obsessed with you <laughs> in the cutest way. That's like that's funny. That's one of the last things that my my dad said to me is that he um, always wanted me to be with somebody that loved me more than I loved them. Ooh, I love that. And I was like, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm, he's, he's. I mean, like, I I do think things went off the rails in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless <laughs> no, Mind yeah. a little bit. I mean, I think um, maybe don't let it get to that level. But I I did find her character and she's messed up like that's the thing about that like manic pixie dream girl trope is that they're always messed up and probably not very healthy but I found it like I I wanted to I still wanted to kind of be that like I wanted to be that kind of like cool interesting free-spirited kind of person it speaks to people like you and me and probably you too Christina which were not necessarily girl popular in high school which is that you can be weird you can be yes. different there, and still be special yep. and lovable. And someone's going to love that yeah. about you. Yeah. And you know? honestly, it's the thing too. Even the Anna Green Gables thing. It's like she's a redhead, which she hates being a redhead. She doesn't love the way she looks. She thinks she's awkward. And she maybe in some ways is a little awkward. She's not doesn't have a ton of friends. She has like one single bosom friend who, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, so it does. There is like this kind of like, I, I'm not like the other girls thing that mm-hmm. felt very much like who you were too if you weren't necessarily quote unquote popular right you know right I mean and yeah because my formative years it was a lot of that it, like I think Nick and Nora's infinite playlist uh 500 days of summer mm-hmm. garden state oh Ugh. yeah garden eternal state. sunshine of the spotless mind all of all, these movies came yeah. out at like the same time yeah like in the same time period and it was all kind of the same vibe the same kind of quirky girl mm-hmm. you know different variations on the same theme yeah. And I wanted to be a combination of all of those girls. And it's very problematic. But and it is. And I, I will say the message, too, of that movie is a little bit problematic. And I I used to think of it as like this grand romantic thing of of them choosing 
to go through it again, even though they know it's it's going to be awful. They know right. how it how mm-hmm. it ends yeah. and where it goes, mm-hmm. and, and they just choose to do it again. And I'm like, mm, but why? No, like, no, it's a bad message. It's a bad message. It's a bad message, and it's it, it. You can't live in the past like that either. Like, yeah. it's it's not a good message at all. Like, it's a problematic movie, but. Yeah, I'm with you. Like at the time, it felt it felt very romantic. romantic. It'd be right, like, I wanted someone to want me like that. Yeah, like yeah. you know, who like no matter how it ends, I just I want to do it again with you. Right, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and totally. I'm like, oh, I was like, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. looking at it for, as an adult, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> that burning house fire is probably not safe, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think actually, yeah, I'd I'd have to if we're gonna fuck Mary Kill. I think there's this, a pretty this, solid. Yeah, I think it's pretty. It's obvious pretty solid what we do here. Got to marry the Anne of Green yes. Gables. Yeah, that's the most. That's the only stable relationship it's the here. Right one. Fucking Darcy. That's right. That's fucking right. Yeah, that's, that's that, exactly that, right. That, you have to. Heated. It's just. It's going to be a little dangerous. Mm. Yeah, Ooh, I, just you're going to get a little bit dangerous. You're going to get in the middle of a Bennett Darcy sandwich. Ooh. Like, oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. Can I pick the one too? I want the. I want the Kira Knightley one. Oh yes. yes. Oh. That Darcy mm. is particularly Although, hot. Although I gotta tell you, like when Colin Firth comes out of the water in <gasps> okay. the in the BBC one. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, that oh one's a good god. one too. Jesus, I just got a little hot in here. <laughs> hot in like, that one. There's a reason why I subscribe to PBS Masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> You're just rewinding that scene yeah, over and over again. Pause. <laughs> it actually burned into your screen. <laughs> You just, have, you just have a gif of it playing yeah, all the time. All the time. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there is only one answer here because yeah. I, even though I do think sex with Kate Winslet's character mm. in Eternal Sunshine would be... Would be amazing. Amazing. The Jim Carrey? Not one? so much. Like no, Jim down. Carrey is just so sad in that movie that yes. like he's going to bring the whole room down. It's it's a vibe and it's a bummer. It's it a, is bummer. a bummer. Yeah, so it's you, a bummer. You can't... I'm sorry, Kate. You know I love you so so much mm-hmm. um but i simply cannot uh get involved with that we've matured over yeah. here okay she's matured um we're not we're not gonna do that but i'm i'm gonna you know the obvious choice yeah. we're gonna marry Anne and gilbert yeah we're gonna fuck make me want to watch those movies again man <gasps> i loved those books when i, I was have a, a gazebo subscription just so i can watch it on demand <laughs> anytime and you can get the app and i will give you my login information Amazing. i have all of them i, I have all three love of them it. oh that's technically i feel like, like four, that's a journey three. dude oh, i so know good. you guys understand this but when your partner goes out of town yep. And you oh, just God, plan yeah. all the fucking mm-hmm. ridiculous mm-hmm. shit you want to yep. do by yourself. And it's like, you're laying in bed Dude. naked. Okay. Whenever I was, mm. whenever Eat I was popcorn. in Springfield, we were trying to find a movie to watch and we settled on Willie's Wonderland, which I have discussed. But before that, we were like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And I don't even know what it's called, but it was Tony Collette. And I was like, let's watch the trailer for that. And it was like a Tony Collette horse movie. <gasps> it's like, she is like a shopkeeper in England somewhere, like a small town, and like gets a, a racehorse and like trains this racehorse up. And I watched, I was like, this is gonna be stupid. And I watched the trailer and I was like, the second I'm alone, I'm gonna <laughs> watch this movie. <laughs> like, I'm gonna watch that Tony I am Collette gonna watch horse this movie. heartwarming Tony Collette <laughs> horse on. racing British movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> for sure. I'm totally You're going like, this to looks stupid raining it down. Right, exactly. <laughs> binge Anna Green Gables. Oh. That's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Dude, it 
listen, come over to my house. We'll stay. <gasps> we'll we'll get comfortable in my craftmatic adjustable bed. Yes, <laughs> and we will binge watch. Oh my god, it's so are you kidding? Oh, I'll make macaroni and cheese. She's so excited. <laughs> Just like the cheapest kind, the craft kind. None of yes. that, none of that yes. thick and creamy or whatever. No, 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 no. Yeah. I want the ones with the, the like, little tiny shapes. noodles. Yeah, no, no. I want the shapes. Ooh. I'm gonna get the like unicorn shapes. Those oh my ones. god. Yeah. They so, taste different. Those ones do it, hit different. different. Mm-hmm. You gotta do one at a time. And I do mine just a little saucier like a little heavier on the like milk content mm. just to give it like a i don't know it's a weird thing it's a personal preference and i will definitely not make yours that way if you don't want it that way but i okay. like a little slurp oh okay like a little i'm a saucier. i'm a dry i'm a dry uh, mac person chris too yeah so uh, <laughs> hey yeah. i mean fmk for next time i guess <laughs> mac and cheeses yeah. and it might also be lunchtime for us yeah we're hungry a comfort food <laughs> Oh, man. You guys want to take five and we'll come back with story? Sounds yes. good. And we're back. Oh, oh, Cass, I saw you take a deep you, you intake did because of breath. I almost did. Why everybody <laughs> woke up? <laughs> What's happening? I don't know. Uh, Where am I? What's going on? I'm going to start us off with stories. This is what I'm going to do because I have the tainted love this week. Um, we got this from our inbox. Um, this person says, Hey ladies, some of, um, some old memories have popped up while listening to the podcast and I wanted to share. So I'm going to share one of the stories that she sent. Uh, it starts out when I was 20, I briefly dated a guy, friend of my brother who always wanted to take a shower with me. I understand wanting to take a shower with your partner. Mm -hmm. It can be hot. Yeah. However, I've always liked my shower time as my time. I can fucking a hundred. Uh, hundred. Relate. Bathroom time is alone time. Yeah. Everything that happens in the bathroom. A hundred percent. I love a personal shower. Um, however, I always like my shower time, right? Uh, I have, I, I hate having to stand to the side while shivering and waiting for my yeah, turn under the water. That is Ugh. a thing. I did, ha- I did date a guy where we always showered together and it, that <sighs> was the situation. It's just always. like, wait, hold on. Always showered not, together? Okay, not every okay. Single, I was like, single time. Not every single time, but often. Oh, often. no. Yeah. No, well, I hate that. You're not going to love I mean, this. it was very efficient because it's just like you can get in, you can get out. On with your day, right? Oh my God, no. <laughs> well, one day my brother was visiting and I took this opportunity to take a shower alone. So I tell my boyfriend I'm going to take a shower and he looked at me like I completely offended him and says, can't you wait? With what? a head shake. <laughs> Needless to say, my brother left very shortly after and B and I took our shower. One of the first things I told the next person I dated was that I, when I take showers, it will be alone. This story isn't bad. And B and I have always remained friends, but it always gives me a good laugh when I think about it. Yeah, no, like I, always. It is always. kind of weird. Like that is weird that you need to take a shower together. You can't shower separately. I, Why? I That's, hate it. That sounds like a thing. It, you know what I mean? Right. And I agree. I'm like, I don't want to fucking stand outside of the water and get cold. Nobody wants to be that person. No. But yet, er, in every situation, someone is going to be Unless you have and one of those incredible showers yeah. that has like multiple shower Dual heads. heads. Yeah. 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 If you're in that. a shower that's meant for two people, then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's nice. But you're not. But you're not. No, you're, in an you're not. You're a shower <laughs> that's a little square. <laughs> yes. And you just you're squeeze, both trying just, to fit into a yeah. bathtub, right? Yes. Like standing a in a bathtub with Meanwhile, a shower head. Like, the soap is dripping down <laughs> your face, yeah. into your eyes. God forbid. Oh. Also, like all of us oh. have like higher maintenance hair. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the 
trying to wash your hair Ugh. properly right. like with somebody in the shower like it Mm-mm. takes on hair washing days my shower time is oh, like yeah. We're in there for a minute. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, I have to go through. You like, got a finger comb, detangle. Yeah. yeah. Hairs everywhere. Yeah. So I have everywhere. like this, you know, pile of <laughs> yeah. hair yes. on the ledge. Do you, what do you do with your pile of hair? It, on the wall. I Yeah, on the wall, right? Like, so I can easily pick it up wall. and get it out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> came in the bathroom <laughs> after I took a shower one time and I had like just gotten out of the shower and <laughs> the shower curtain was still open. He was like, what was that? What is that? <laughs> I was like, it's just my hair. It's a tarantula. Calm down. Yeah. No, I forgot one day and like left a left a big thing in the the oh, corner no. and it, it does it look it looks like like a, a mouse animal. or yeah. something. It's not oh, not pleasant. Shit. No. Yeah, that's why I'm saying I have a hard no. fast rule. Like everything I do in the bathroom, I do by myself. I got to be honest. Have you ever gotten off to shower sex? No, no, never. <laughs> no, it's, no. I think it's I don't know if it's something about standing, which is good foreplay type sex. But like, I feel like my body can't. If I'm no, standing no. I mean, where are you? Like, it's hard know. enough it's to like shave in the shower, <gasps> like, saying, yeah. let alone like, where are you putting your leg it's to try right. ever? It's slippery. Like, it's, it's dangerous. dangerous. You get sweaty and stuff. And also water's like, not you, a lubricant. You don't, you don't stay wet. Exactly. Yeah. Even yeah. if you are wet, the water like washes it off. Water is yeah. not a lubricant. It's not. Shower. Hot tub. Stop ocean. it. Yeah. Get, oh, ocean. Get, oh, oh. No. We don't no. need oh. salt water in there. I you feel guys, like, stop it. Get those I, plankton out of me. <laughs> I, exactly. Parasites. Like, there's some kind of like tardigrade crawling up oh. in the pussy or something. Oh, no. I cannot with the o- oh. ocean. And everybody. Thomas, cut that out. Everybody. <laughs> everybody pisses in the ocean. Yeah. Okay. Oh, everybody. Whales You're lucky piss if that's the all they do. <laughs> Whales piss in the ocean. Tell you, like dead bodies in the ocean. Yes, Come on, no, we've all watched enough true not, crime. I ain't fucking in the mm, ocean. No, no, that's no. a hard no for me. Okay, well, we got this incredible story um, through our listeners. Um, he says, hello, ladies. I want to start off by saying I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Oh, thank you. I started listening last year and have binged every single episode since. And I think it is safe to say that none of my exes listened to you guys. Oh, (laughs) fingers crossed. This is the story of my worst three month long span of life. Oh, Oh. no. Wow. Wow. Coming in real hot. I really hope she doesn't listen. We're going on a journey. So back in 2012, I was dating a girl that I met through a mutual friend. The friend gave her my phone number randomly one day, and she texted me trying to get information for a funeral we were both attending later that month. Mm, Romantic. (laughs) We ended up hitting it off. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This makes me want to live life. (laughs) We ended up hitting it off after that and messaged fairly consistently. And when the day came for us to finally meet up, I was excited as I was nervous. To give you guys an idea, I want you to imagine the guy that was in damn near every single picture of the yearbook, student council, captain of more than one team, super likable and fun. I was the guy that occasionally ended up with his backpack in that guy's pictures. Oh. <laughs> I, totally I know exactly relate. who you are. Yeah, exactly. I know you. I know you. Oh, my wife, having seen pictures of me at this point in my life, describes me as tall, dark, and awkward. Oh, <laughs> that my type. That was my type. Yeah. 
perfect. Yeah, so, perfect for me. I know. So I was thrilled when one expressed interest in me. Day of the funeral comes, and I have absolutely no idea what this girl I've been talking to looks like. Even though I was in my mid-teens, I was not allowed on social media due to parental restrictions, sheltered homes, and all that. Mm. So I just had her name and her age. So I get a message on my phone asking where I'm seated. Uh, trying really hard to keep the cool I know I didn't have, I respond telling her where I'm at. <laughs> Darting oh, no. my eyes back and forth, literally sitting on the edge of my seat, trying to catch a glimpse of anyone checking their phone, I feel a tap on my shoulder. I get startled, let out the most masculine yelp that my puberty-stricken body allows, and gracefully tumble <laughs> off my seat, so knocking, ah! <laughs> <laughs> knocking over at least four other chairs in the process. At a funeral. Oh my God. Like also just the pre first date jitters when you're headed to a funeral is a vibe. You know, that is is a very specific (laughs) mood for real. So she giggled at me and threw a face that felt beyond sunburnt. I managed to get out. Believe it or not, it just gets more awkward from here. Oh, but we hit it off amazingly and began dating. Um, so then he talks about, um, whether or not like he wanted to keep going to that local high school or go to an early college high school. So you'd think that being as socially challenged as I was, I'd at least be good at school. No. Oh. I was barely <laughs> Wait, are we the same person? Relatable content. Oh, man. So he begins to go to the early college high school. <laughs> And I easily went from being one of the more average students to the worst. But during my time there, I caught the attention of a cute little redheaded girl. We had multiple classes together, and she would go out of her way to be paired up with me on any and all group assignments. She would make sure she walked into classes at the same time, and she even went as far as trading lockers with her friend because it was closer to oh, mine. I feel like that's a lot. That's a lot. I Yeah, how hot is she? that does determine yeah even being in a school of people that relied on intelligence to get by i wasn't even the most athletic person at the school (gasps) honey honey. i I continued what i usually did i sat in the back of my classes quietly doing my homework watched rom-coms in the computer lab and just remained not very social not a single clue as to why this redheaded girl would be into me i barely showed her any attention and made it known i had a girlfriend in my hometown Oh wait! I, I love that he's like he's like I'm into rom coms. He's like I'm just gonna be sitting back here watching my rom coms. He he would relate to our fuck Mary kill. Oh yeah, for sure. This is perfect. Yeah, you have to write in and let us know who your rom com yeah. like movie couple is for sure. Okay, time goes by and my school passes out our yearly planners. Little did I know at the end of these planners they have a full student directory with everyone's name. And cell phone numbers. I feel oh, like no, that's invasive. That's not a uh-uh. good idea. Uh-uh. No, I love that. How many girls got harassed because of this? Totally. Like for sure. Changed my mother- number immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the redhead begins texting all the time. Oh. <sighs> Very seldomly did I respond, and it was only about schoolwork. She starts getting really flirty and began making advances toward me all through text, never in person. So. I declined over and over again, reminding her of my girlfriend every single time. And if I was going to do anything with anyone, it was going to be with her. Even then, I was raised in a very religious household, so probably not even then. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I've seen enough rom-coms to know that cheating never works out for anybody. 
So now that you all have the backstory, because of my school, I was never on the same schedule as my girlfriend's. So the and his weekends were usually taken up by chores or running errands with my mom. So we very rarely ever got to hang out. So come winter of last year, I was at that school. My mom left me and my dad alone for a few months while she went to handle some things with my grandma in California. So it was game on for me. Oh my God, this is recent. Oh. One night, my phone starts going off at two in the morning. I struggle awake grab my phone and missed call from my girlfriend. I text her asking if everything is okay. She calls me immediately. (gasps) Can you come over right now? I replied. Yeah, right now. Oh no. You know, it's two, right? Yeah. Can you come? Are you okay? Do you need something? Yeah. I need you to come over. Mm. I'll be right there. (laughs) The realist in me woke up. It's the middle of winter. The car is covered in snow. You can't drive there. And she lives two miles away. How are you going to get there? Oh, no. (laughs) Don't even have a jacket that isn't right next to dad's room. You're going to freeze your ass off for this? That's exactly what I was going to do. Of course you are. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I threw on a shirt and my jeans and panicked to find a jacket. I didn't have one, but I remembered I gave one to my girlfriend. I could just get it back when I left her place. No, uh, but you have to get there first. Mm. I snuck upstairs as quietly as I could and grabbed my shoes. My room was in the basement, so I made my way out the window into the snow-covered flower bed, hand-shoveling a significant amount of snow-filled oh, dirt. No. Oh, no. <laughs> so much mud. And also so just so mud. cold. Like, so cold. when you come in, like, direct contact mm. with snow, it's, like, in your hands. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so cold. <laughs> then I went for my bike. Flat tire. I went for my younger brother's bike. Flat tire. Oh, honey. I no. slowly looked over at my youngest brother's bike. <laughs> little bike (laughs) so you can imagine what his bike looked like but i was on a mission i took the tiny huffy and rode my heart out in the dead of night two miles away (laughs) what a romantic getting ready for what i knew was going to be a memorable night oh i pull up to my girlfriend's house a little way down the street i'm not an idiot so i call her and tell her i'm outside she says she's coming out. She came out with oh, a no. very different look than I was expecting. Oh her no! To have. Oh no! She begins to tell me our schedules are just too different. Oh, you did no. not call me up here at two a.m. to in ride in the, the snow, snow to break up with me. <laughs> yep. So that's what he says. So to break up with me because that's what you're doing. You call me at two in the morning to come to your house, knowing full well that I couldn't drive in the snow. I'm Am pissed I for this him. Right. And I ride home, Celine Dion's all by myself, oh. like over in my head, and shivering, pathetic figure riding a bike that is way too small. Oh my god! Poor oh no. thing. Oh my god! This looks like a rom com to me. Yeah, 100%. I know. This is so great. I like literally want Netflix to pick this up. So the girl starts dating some other guy, and of that pushes him to start messaging back the cute redhead. So she gets flirty, I get flirty, and then they come up with a plan. I was going to skip after school homework and go meet up with her, and we were going to go on a walk and talk, in quote. Okay. Yeah. So we meet up, we take a walk, and we find a creek that we can walk down. We find a little clearing surrounded by trees right next to the water. She says she was tired and wants to sit. She pulls out a blanket from her backpack. Mm-hmm. She had this all planned ground. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We sit and talk for a minute. 
and then One things <laughs> get hot. Literally and heavy. 60 seconds. Yeah. We're making out. And before I know it, we are both one layer of clothing away from being very intimate. My rational brain has shut off completely at yeah. this point. <laughs> she hits me with this I really like dirty talk. Can we do this? No, oh, you're honey, in high, high school. school. Oh, it's going to be so 17 bad. years old. Oh, no. no, it's going to be terrible. And I have no idea what came out of my mouth. Oh. For the life of me, I've tried to remember, but can't. Oh, no. Oh, no. He blocked it out. <laughs> his like, brain was his like, shame we're protecting like, you right like, now. He's like, I called her names I'm not proud of. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say this. She, uh, it shocked the hell out of her. But it really got her going. And she looks at me and says, wow, I wasn't expecting that. What would your mother think if she heard that? And suddenly the real me came crashing back. What would she think? We could get caught out here. I could get her pregnant. My mom would murder me. I can't handle a baby right now. I'm going to go to jail. (laughs) I'm going to go to jail. (laughs) I sit straight up, all color from my face gone, with all these thoughts rushing through my mind. She grabs my face to look at her. Curious as to what's wrong. And from the inner depths of hell, I vomit. (laughs) says some crazy dirty talk to her and then throws up you're like bro i'm gonna go to jail and make you pregnant mom. here comes my mom i panic get up grab my clothes and haul ass out of there i didn't hear back from her and i was too embarrassed to initiate contact with her oh no wow Oh my this, god! W- this girl who was obsessed with him was like, actually, that might have been a mistake. <laughs> we we have got um, a little bit more, so I cannot believe it. But fast forward a few weeks, and he gets a message from the redhead that wants to meet up again. I thought oh. it was a mistake. I told her she had the wrong number. <laughs> she asked if it was me, and shocked, I said, "Yeah." And she confirmed she wants to meet up again. Oh no. The college we went to had study rooms that you could reserve. We reserved ours on the top floor. Now, these study rooms were private. Well, listen, he knows. He should know himself at this point. Like, you need to meet somewhere where you are not going to be interrupted. That is not in the public eye. You are not a public sex person, sweet baby. No, no. So we meet up there and things start getting hot and heavy again. She keeps asking me if I'm okay and I tell her I am. Again, she's we like, were are you going to throw up again? One layer from sin when all of a sudden <laughs> a jostle on the door. Then a knock. Someone was at the door. We were in the wrong study room. I begin losing my mind. <laughs> yes, see, I told you. <laughs> you can't do this shit in public. Oh, my God. She- she closes and locks. Uh, she deals with it. She calmly like puts a jacket on, answers the door, and tells them to that uh, that there was a mix up. They can have our room. She closes and locks the door and looks over at me, looking like I just had an interaction with a dementor. Oh no! <laughs> oh, he's such a cute baby angel. She takes off her jacket, and that ended up being way too much for my teen heart, and I passed out. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Like, <laughs> <laughs> no feet. In no feet, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, no. It was only for a few <laughs> seconds. Oh no. But it was enough to worry her. <laughs> the same thing as last time. I just got dressed and ran out. <laughs> 
wish I knew what she was after because even after those two times, she continued to try oh, and get together with me. Why? She have a bet with somebody that she could take his virginity? I don't know. It must have been 90s, 90s bet movie. Bet. You were in a 90s bet movie, dude. Oh, totally. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I was too embarrassed to attempt another meeting. I don't know what she saw in me that she couldn't have gotten from someone else. She was really cute, so it wouldn't have been difficult for her. But she has since gotten married and is with someone we went to school together. Anyway, that concludes the worst three months I've ever had. And since then, I have met and married the love of my life. And we are very happy together. Awesome. And I'm happy to report I've never thrown up on her. Amazing. Oh, wow. Hopefully never pass out either. Ooh, we. <laughs> This, oh. oh my god that was a journey it was yeah, an really, epic odyssey really was amazing vomit and then pass, pass out. out on and oh. to get broken up with at 2 a.m in the snow with oh. no jacket while riding a tiny bicycle oh. it was a lot <laughs> this is a journey it was wow. a journey oh i feel like we got all of his yes. he's like literally i i hope you feel unburdened indeed yeah all righty okay <clears throat> i'll need to describe the lead up to fully paint this picture I'd met a girl while I was completely written off outside a bar, so couldn't really remember her, and had been messaging her through the week. I had wanted to take her out to dinner, but she seemed set on a, quote, town date because she was more comfortable after a few drinks with her friends. So I agreed. Okay. After the night had progressed, I eventually went to see her. She looked a little bit different from her most recent Facebook photos uh, and was extremely intoxicated. Most of the date she spent telling me how much she loved me, sucking Oof. my face off and Oof. trying to mount me in a busy bar. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's not That's a good a look. Vibe. It's not a good look. Uh, after some debating with my friends, it was decided that I would go back to hers because I wasn't sure I'd be able to perform because of lack of attraction. My mates gave me a Viagra. Oh, oh, oh. In my head, I'm picturing them as fairly Funny. young people. And I'm like, also, why do you have Why do you have it? Yeah. And you also don't need to. Why do you have yeah, you, don't have you don't to. have to. You don't, you don't have, have to. to. And also, she's drunk, so don't go no. home with her. This is bad. Oh, why? Fast forward uh, a 20 minute and $35 cab ride later, we were at her place. Upon entry, she requested I remove my shoes and we made our way to her bedroom. Halfway there, I stepped in her dog's piss <gasps> and then some other kind of animal Ugh. poop with my other foot. She Ugh. kept gerbils in a crate next to her bed. Nope. Oh, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> Terrible. Gross. The, the dirty work has begun, but she wouldn't strip and wanted the lights off. I proceeded to go down on her, but after. Sorry. I'm sorry. Just brace yourselves. I'm sorry. I like my eyes are watering. I'm gonna gag so much. Like I just no. Not, brace yourself, smell. Cassie. Oh, We're not done. Um, I'm so nervous. I proceeded to go down on her, but after a minute or so, I realized the texture was wrong. Oh. We lost Cassie. <laughs> She's in the corner. The texture. The texture. Oh, no. She felt my hesitation and confessed that she started her period today. Oh, Cassie is legit. Oh, no. It's so day one, period two. Day one. It's not even like you're on the tail end. Like things are wrapping up. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> After the lights went on and many gags at the blood, 
and discharge consumed had been had, I decided to finish the job. Oh, no, dude. Why? Is so brave. She had a ventriloquist doll, possibly from Goosebumps, in a chair watching us because she liked it and wouldn't let me move it. <laughs> after, There's too much in this story. After a while, I couldn't continue anymore and asked to shower nearing 5.30 a.m. on Sunday. Oh. But she wouldn't let me because her father, a former Bosnian soldier, would kill me if he saw me with his daughter. Oh. So... <laughs> While she has gone to get me toilet paper to clean up, I've gotten changed and I'm ready to go. This seemed to upset her and she has asked me to sleep with her just a bit. She wrapped herself around me and passed out. I waited maybe 15 minutes to confirm and jimmied myself free using a pillow as a substitute. (laughs) (laughs) It's like some Indiana Jones shit. Oh, he's like... <laughs> Upon trying to flee again, stepping in the piss, I realized that all the <laughs> I've realized. So God damn it! I guess so that all the exits are just Dead your fucking <laughs> piss-soaked socks in your face. <laughs> he's a nightmare. Driving home, like he's lucky he won't get arrested because the police will be like, "Who did What's you murder?" Happening? <laughs> I've realized all the exits are deadlocked and the windows barred, all except this tiny screened window in the bathroom. After minimal consideration, I pushed the screen out and started to... (laughs) Oh, no. And then he turned around and that fucking doll was there. (laughs) What in the creepypasta are you reading us right now? (laughs) Started to crawl through... When suddenly she has awoken and is calling for me (gasps) with no time to waste. I've launched off the hand basin, knocking stuff off and through the window (laughs) until until my Viagra-fueled boner rammed straight into the side of the window. (laughs) Internally squealing in pain, I corrected myself and slithered to freedom. (laughs) Just as I heard her reach the bathroom corner. Drunk, dehydrated, disoriented, and still at full mast, I ran (laughs) for around 10 minutes until I hit the main road and got a cab home. She Uh, rang me six times that day and for the next, leaving several voicemails and messages. Oh, my God. That is... uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is one. There was so much in that. Period. Gerbils. (laughs) Ventriloquist doll. Oh no! Oh, piss socks. Escape. <laughs> a true escape. Oh, oh god! A fucking god. penis for days. Oh god! Oh Jesus Christ! Wow! I don't feel well. I'm so sorry, Gazzy. Oh, I feel no. so bad. Oh my goodness! You can make it. <laughs> that was that was a journey. Yeah. <laughs> I feel a mess. Do I look a mess? You look like you just like emerged from like the end of a saga. Like you, you look, yeah. Wow. Hot. Yeah. You look yeah. changed. You do. I, I am changed. <laughs> you look changed. Yeah. You need a break. I don't know. Oh my God. Whew, you guys. All right. Whew. Whew. I'm fan off here. It's really so hot. <laughs> Why? It's ridiculous. Oh my God. I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and think about that fucking. <laughs> 
story. <laughs> the Gerbils. texture wasn't right. The che- yeah, that's that's what did the it. The texture ruined it. That <laughs> texture. I was like, that's I when don't, you got me. Yeah, I was like, I was <laughs> like, there's a gerbil down there, isn't there? Oh! <laughs> that's my head went to places I didn't mean for it to go. It didn't. Do you know that's always fascinated me? Like where that rumor about <gasps> right? Richard Gere and the gerbil came from. Same Just as myth. Right? Same as the the curling iron up uh, yep. Reichert's ass. Yep. Yeah, those urban legends. I'm and fast- how it didn't matter what school you went to. I'm sorry. What's the Richard where? Gere gerbil situation? I'm You've sorry. not heard you, that. Wait. You have because they've talked about it on DZ. I don't remember gerbil up the butthole. <gasps> but why? For like a sexual gratification. Oh, thing. But like, but it's obviously not true. I mean, it's what? obviously ridiculous. But why? Why do we all know that story? Global truth, right? It's a global thing. Like everybody in Columbus, of course, for Columbus, the Rikers, everybody. Because there was a big car dealership, like huge car dealership, and there was this rumor that went around that was like he cheated on his wife, so his wife turned on the curling iron, hot <gasps> curling iron up the a hole. Oh, yep. but I'm like, I didn't go to school anywhere near you. No. No, I'm. But we all know it. Do you know? I actually posted about that on Reddit, and I got like thousands of (gasps) upvotes. You're talking about the Riker thing? Yes. No. Yes. And everyone was like, "Holy shit!" But it was like a response to like a question, like, "What's an urban legend or or it's the like thing like that, something that we all know?" And I was like, "Eh, "I'm from Columbus," and blah blah blah. And everyone was like, "Holy Holy shit!" shit. I know that too. And yes, dude, where do these things come from? I don't know, man. Who starts it? And then it is like wildfire. And this is before the time of social media. So like, this is like like the OG viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How that shit got like? I don't know. I blame church camps, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm going to place the blame on church camps. Yeah. You know, you're not wrong. Also that S that we all drew. Mm -hmm. The S we all drew. Mm -hmm. I knew the Marilyn Manson one that he like had ribs removed so that he could suck his his own own dick. dick. Yeah. Yeah. That's one that went around. Uh Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Anyways. So glad we got that. (laughs) So glad we got that out. Glad to go on this journey with you, ladies. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome back. (laughs) All right, I am going to start my story with a trigger warning, which is that um, I will be talking about uh, domestic abuse. So if that's something that triggers you, you should definitely not listen to this story um, because there is a heavy amount of that and some of it needs to be described slightly in detail. So um, I won't be holding back necessarily. So if that's something honestly, that triggers you, I would definitely steer away from this story. Or maybe we can even throw in the show notes like the the spot in which we mention it, at, like the timestamp. If you don't want to do that, you can remove that comment. Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but this is the story of Albrecht Muth and Viola Drath. Okay. And right. I know that you guys don't know this. It's not ringing any bells, is, no. Okay. <clears throat> so, this story was turned into a movie by Christoph Waltz. And Christoph Waltz plays Albrecht Draft, or I'm sorry, Albrecht Muth. And so just in your mind, imagine this okay. character. It yeah. is, it's actually, I was like, just learning as much as I have about it. I was like, yeah, this is like, he is. He's like a very ideal. specific type. Yeah. Yes. So if you can get that type in your head. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Okay. I believe that Vanessa Redgrave plays the wife. Oh. So. 
that tells you a little bit about the age difference. Yes. Interesting. Um, I learned a lot about this uh, by watching Deadline Crime with Tamron Hall. Um, Nice. Yep. Season two, episode three or four, one of the two. Um, I also read a very prolific article written by um, Franklin for for, uh, Time, uh, New York Time magazine. And it is like, it is just chock full of, it is like, probably the pinnacle of this topic this story like it's like the book of it right um and it's called the worst marriage in georgetown oh okay Ooh. Ooh. now buckle the fuck up put that safety belt right on because this is a journey a journey okay so i'm gonna try to get through it as quickly as possible but we're gonna start at the end Okay. <laughs> it's August 12th, 2011. Albrecht Muth calls 911. His wife is dead at 91. He came home. He'd been out walking for his two cigar walk that he normally takes every morning. Oh, whoa. Yep. Wait, hold on. Two cigars at once? Two cigar walk. Um, he also, I feel like should, that's a lot of cigars. Or it feels maybe it's just like the length of it. He smokes two cigars and that's how far he walks. No, I mean, I know, but takes, like two cigars take a long time. It's a long time. A long I mean, time. Right? A walk. A yeah. I feel like it's a long walk or you're a really quick smoker because the cigar yeah. could, could last you. And that makes me feel sick thinking about oh, smoking two cigars. Too much. First thing in the morning. Yeah. Good morning. Ah. Let's have two cigars. <laughs> So you should know also about Albrecht. He, um, in the neighborhood, he, imagine this guy walking down the street. He wears an olive army suit with a beret and carries a horse crop on his no, sir. morning stop it. walk. You stop that right also, now. Also known to like goose step walk. No. So, yeah. It's it's very extra. Imagine this guy walking around your where, nice Where is he? Georgetown? Washington, D.C. No. Georgetown. No. Absolutely the fuck not. Yeah. Nine imagine, one fucking one if I see that shit in my neighborhood. Imagine <laughs> no. you're sitting outside the coffee shop uh-uh. and here comes fucking Albrecht Muth and his two cigar walk, right? You're like, mm, a man guy. smoking a cigar, goose stepping with, with a, a horse, horse crop. crop. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. Yeah. Apparently, Danger. Apparently somebody said that at one of the cafes, somebody was like, why are you walking with that? Like, uh, what's the thing that the marching? A baton? A baton. A baton. He's like, why are you carrying a baton? He's like, I'm not... Uh, what, who do you think I am? Sousa? <laughs> like, it's like, well, I mean. They're like, he's I a mean, colorful character. <laughs> I'm like, mm. Oh, he's very colorful. He comes home, walks into his beautiful, um, you know, Georgetown walk up that he shares with his lovely wife, Viola Drath. Um, Viola is dead in their bathroom has a gash on her head. And so again, he calls 911. He's like, it looks, I'm pretty she certain fell. she fell and hit her head. She's 91. Yeah. Things happen, right? So the police come and they take Viola away to do an autopsy, right? But first and foremost, before I get to the murder and what happens, because we know it's a murder, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. We're not, this isn't rookie corner over here. No. Right? All exactly. three of us are not, I'm not going to surprise you by like, you guys, guess what? It's a murder. Honey, we all know that. Yeah. This is what we play for. <laughs> so, Viola, let me tell you a little bit about her. This bitch oh. is queen. Oh. HBIC. Okay. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. She is born in Dusseldorf. Um, she originally, like in the early 40s, wrote a couple of plays that got, you know, put on production in Munich and in different areas. Um, 
this is also just like post early post World War II. Um, she becomes a um, translator. This is where she meets her first husband, the lovely Lieutenant Colonel Francis Drath. They fell in love and he she was his like personal translator. And eventually they get married and move to. Uh, where do you guess they moved? Georgetown? Nebraska. Uh, <laughs> from from Germany? Can you imagine? You're what just transplanted. Shock. I know, right? Like you're just uprooted out of your life in, you know, Germany to go to In the middle of no. some wheat fields yeah, in Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. So but she actually falls in love with Nebraska. She's like, it's a beautiful place. And she quickly makes Nebraska her home. They have a few children. She starts going back to college and she gets her advanced degree in philosophy and literature. Literature. So she's a smart fucking mm-hmm. cookie. She's, she's already awesome. written plays. We she's, like her. Yeah. We love her. She becomes a, like a journalist. So she starts doing all kinds of really cool things, becomes like a commentator on the local news network. Wow. Yeah. She is writing, um, you know, writing stuff for different uh, publications. One of those publications being Madame Magazine, which is a big fashion magazine, like a Vogue, basically, mm-hmm. for Germany. So she's like their correspondent from the U.S. who talks and writes about fashion. They don't know that she's, they don't know what that means. They're yeah. like, oh, no, Nebraska. She, yeah. she flies to New York every season for the fashion shows and writes columns for Madame Magazine and stays on top of like what's culture. And I think that that's kind of the thing, too. I think publications really were the way in which um, fashion was spread. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if it mattered maybe necessarily where you were because, you know, it, it just, fa- I mean, think about the fashion at the time. It was so holistic. Mm-hmm. You didn't have like a lot of different fashion scenes, right? Like it was a very holistic thing. I mean, if you think about late 40s, early 50s, women wore XYZ, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, you're wearing this cut this season, you know? Yeah. And it just was the thing, right? So um, she is, you know, doing all these really awesome trips to New York and, you know, has like a real solid career. And her husband is like really happy to be like Mr. Mom. Like he is like at home taking care of the children. He's the one who cooks. He takes care of the home. This is like, you know, and they're very happy in their situation. They love it. Um, But he is still working. And so he actually gets a job offer. Around 1968, they moved to Washington, D.C., where he is um, a liaison for the secret uh, selective service group, right? So he takes a job in D.C. They buy this beautiful walk-up in Georgetown, and, you know, not to be left behind and the adaptable, amazing character that Viola is, she becomes a political correspondent for a German magazine. So she's like, okay, switch gears. I'm in the political mm-hmm. scene now. I'm going to write political How? shit. I'm always amazed by people who can do this. Like, she, I know, right? Just high achievers, no matter where they are, no matter what facet. Yeah. It's just, incredible. Just adaptable and yeah. able to like, you know, switch gears on a dime and make the best of her life. It was just really amazing. And so she also then became a um a columnist for a DC uh, magazine doing lifestyle, arts, culture, you know, kind of speaking on the local DC scene. So she was really like a mover and shaker. I mean, this got her into all kinds of doors. She met everyone, anyone you can think of. She was, you know, in the political you know, scene like she was you know, talking to the big people. She was making moves, making strides. And at this time, you know, she's also the member of an, the executive committee for national um, of the National Committee of Foreign Policy. So, I mean, she's really 
again mm-hmm. she's in it right she's in it and again she's like her husband's mr mom still like even though he has a job he's very happy to be like the person who takes care of the home and let her kind of also live her fabulous life right well, it's around this time that um, Viola meets Albrecht Muth. He was 18 at the time, and she's like 40 years into her marriage and in her 60s. It's Ooh. 1982. Wow. He's an intern for some lesser known Republican governor. I don't want to date an 18 year old. No. And, and neither I'm, does she. Neither does yeah, she. I'm she's like, like, okay, we'll go to dinner. But I'm like, only because he's also a German. And so they kind of had like this kindred, like, oh, you're very interesting. You're German. I can speak my native tongue. We can kind of have fun. But in no no way is she like you're a hot dude but he spends time with him and she finds him fascinating as somebody who's just like an interesting character he's you know comes around the house this is like literally just a guy who's you know just yeah. kind of just a side character like in any other situation this would be a side character we probably would have never mentioned her husband even calls him the boy like there's a definite familial type of situation within well yeah this. I mean yeah. you're in your 60s I yeah. imagine if you're bringing like an Honey, 18 year old interested. around it feels like yeah this is like a it's like mentor uh, yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah 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 I mean even at that age she he could be her grandson yeah yes. you know I mean if you really think about it yeah so um, but he asked her to dinner and that's kind of how their kind of kinship started. Um, and, you know, it's around this time in the 80s in which her husband gets really sick with cancer. Um, and it's an awful time for her. He ends up dying in 1986, 1986, sorry. And she's fucking lost, right? He took care of the home. So, I mean, like the house is going to shit. She does not know how to cook for herself. She even asks friends, she's like, do you know how to cook breakfast? She's like, I just, she doesn't know. She's literally been kind of taken care of Mm -hmm. in this type of way her whole life because she just, and so it's never been, it kind of would have been me if like, if like before the pandemic, something happened to Chris and I suddenly had to start making myself food. I'd be like, I don't know how to words things. That's how, that's how Anthony is. Like when I go away, (laughs) I know know, we we offer him to come over to eat, but I think he really loves making himself those hangry man meals. (laughs) I know. (laughs) He's just like, I don't, he's like, Keegan, how do you cook chicken breast? I'm like on the plane. Like this is how, (laughs) this is how you make Brussels sprouts, you know, like, I love it. That's hilarious. It's, but it's true though. I mean, and she just, it's just never been part of her life. And she's also alone. Like she's completely alone. Her parent, her family is gone. Her children are grown. They're living their lives. Her daughter's a judge in Los Angeles, you know, like, I mean, so everybody's kind of gone and doing, done their own thing. She has another daughter in the DC area, but they, they had lives, right? Mm-hmm. She's, yeah, you know, older. And so it's around that time that, um, Muth, Albrecht Muth just kind of starts to show up and, really starts coming around again and you know again they hadn't been close and he had been gone for a while but it's like around this time that she he just kind of pops back into her life um and he really is exciting to her he's young um he's you know talks politics with her he is the darcy right mm-hmm. he's going to be aggravating they're going to get into disputes and fights mm. and, and really engage each other in political conversation and and but i mean that is hot yeah or it can be or it can go it off the rails be. really fast but he's also like he's super into being a housemaker too so he likes taking care of her he you know they drink tea together he's a companion um it, he is you know he 
he cooks for her. He he's it's it becomes like a really cool mutual kind of kinship relationship, and she's really attached to this guy who's like you know just been really there for her. Um, and at one point, her daughters do end up meeting Drath, or, or I'm sorry, Muth, and they were like when when her one daughter met him or initially she was like he had an eye patch and he was like oh yes i lost you know my eye in foreign war blah 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 kind of situation and she's like oh interesting but she's like then the next time i met him no, no eye, eye patch, patch. Mm-hmm. and so she asked her mom about it and he was like yeah he's just wild like that he tells stories he's kind of quirky right yeah okay <laughs> cool yeah with your daughter, you just okay. Doesn't sound like it. But cool. Yeah, yeah. He's eccentric. Eccentric. Yes, exactly. I think so I feel like that's the word people tend to use about people like for this. Sure. Until then, something goes off the rails completely, and then you know, right? And then you're like, okay, well, maybe yeah. maybe it was a little far. So three years later, you know, after this kind of companionship has grown. Muth asks her to marry him and she's like, I can't see why I wouldn't like this sounds perfect. He's great. And he's young, but I he's you know, she describes him as young and interesting and like all her friends are old and whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's like, he's Yolo. young, interesting character. And but you've got a question like, mm-hmm. listen, 60 to 18. We've talked about age gaps before. Yeah. Right. And this That's- isn't even this now. This is so this was. Like what? Ten years later. So now you're talking still seventy talking to twenty. Somebody who's in their twenties. That, still, not, I I don't think that that's fair to that young person. I, I just question it. It's 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 yeah, odd. Of course, it's, it's odd. Her family questioned it. Her friends are like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, Dude, sure, have if, your boy toy, but don't happened, marry him." If this happened to my mom, I would legit uh-huh. both of my feet down. Yeah, immediately, if not sooner. Yeah, but also no. too, you're like mom should have a life and if this guy makes her happy right yeah i don't think but i agree though like marriage doesn't probably need to be i ride the line because for me it is kind of like look she's coming towards like you know you're heading towards the last however right of your life yeah and so i'm kind of like yeah yolo in one respect kind of like do what you want right now because nothing's real and yeah Yeah. yeah, you know and it's all gonna end at some point anyway but on the other hand, yes. If this was my mother, yeah, 100%, yeah. I would be like, I need to check him up and fucking down. Oh, yeah. and FB he's, fucking I uh-huh. immediately. Yeah, I'm doing a background check. This guy has already lied to me. Yeah. Like, and that's weird to me. Right. And I feel like if we're just excusing these like little white lies as eccentricity, like we need to take a closer look at this for sure. I mean, and if it works out, like fine, but like I would definitely, if it was my mom, be suspicious. Like yeah, suspicious. Well, yeah, and I I agree with her friends and family sentiment, which is that listen, if this was my mom, I'd be like, I would be like, fucking yolo, bitch, get yo some, but, but don't don't get marry married. him. Yeah, because why? Don't you like? Why marry do you him? even need to? You like you to. are already like basically. He can just move him into the house. That's right. Like you don't need to get married. You gotta get married and to tie him up like legally with all your shit nope. in nope, the last nope, like. Nope, 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 nope chapters of your life uh-uh unfucking necessary yeah Don't no need that. i'm with you so um you know she she liked muth but he really wasn't didn't have tons of prospects but it was fine they're really living off of her husband's old pension she's also made a career for herself so they, they've got money and and it's fine so this has never been a money 
binge, I don't think. Like this isn't like necessarily motivated by money, but what it is motivated by from every angle is his eager to be successful. Like he is absolutely a climber. He wants he wants notoriety. Ooh. He wants to be in the right circles. And see that he would raise alarm bells for me too. Oh, Again, yeah. if this was my mom. Like mm. for sure. He wants success. He wants the connections and he wants to affiliate himself with high ranking officials. Like he's super about it. That's where he sees his life. So in 1999, Muth actually formed an eminent persons group. It's a group of prestigious thinkers that he gets together, all these connections that he's made through his wife and has these elaborate dinner parties that he throws. He cooks and makes like, like very, I guess that he was like very eccentric too, like the way that he would put like a, a napkin over his arm and and serve people. And he, they were like, it was like going to like a fine dining this restaurant. This sounds like but someone he's also the host. That so was very weird. No, like oh god, he sounds so exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like I could never. This sounds like someone who's on all the time. Like one of those people. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. Mm-mm. So again, it's prestigious thinkers that he wants in his room, and he wants to you know rub shoulders and elbows with the the right types of people he's building his prestige and um and during this time he says that an old relative of his um an old like uncle or somebody um fell off an elephant in india and um he passed on his uh title to him so now he it can be referred to as count no, no, I will literally never do that. I will never, ever refer to you as Count. He made sir. a very thick, uh-uh. a very thick stationery with a crest that he designed um, with his new title. And so everything that went out was, you know, all these invitations now were by. I hate this man. I, I hate him. <laughs> Counts. Count Albrecht Muth. Um, he describes his relationship with, um, with, Viola as being very transactional. So when it comes to like, are you guys sleeping together? He's like, it's a transactional relationship. I am very much providing a service for her, which is that I take care of her. I feed her. I'm her companion. And she keeps me connected to these people. I mean, like, and that's the way he looks at it. And possibly Viola, too. I don't know that she was like, they slept in separate beds in the same room and apparently fought in German all through the night. Okay, you know, uh, yeah, okay. I would go to one of these dinner parties. Yeah. Like I would like to go one time. One time. <laughs> you know. Um and but their relationship starts to turn volatile. Um where he beats her on many occasions. Um mercilessly. He uh there's been there was multiple interactions where she would be seen out in public with sunglasses on when it shouldn't be necessary, bloodied lip. This makes me like this makes me sick. Yeah, like it's that, awful. The elder abuse. Elder abuse. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's their volatile relationship, right? They love fighting, they love arguing, and it is definitely the downside of the Darcy. So when you picked that and you were talking about that earlier mm-hmm. as being I'm like, this is this is her ideal in some way. Like she had that kind of like baby brain you know that she tapped into which was like this means we're in love because well, it, it is it also tea. she did have like a successful marriage yeah, for, a for beautiful marriage years. and and yeah. so i can't speak to what it's like to lose um a partner that mm-hmm. you've been with and had a successful marriage and raised family with and then yeah. you lose them you know all i have to go on is talking with my mom the past couple of oh, months Oh gosh right and 
So I, I, I don't know if, if she had the whole Darcy thing in her brain in so much as just what the need happens. For companionship. Yeah. The sure. need for companionship. Just feeling really yeah. alone. Yeah. Uh, I, I think yeah. that that's probably a big part of what this was. Yeah. Sure. You needed to fill that void and this person was here and seemingly willing to do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and she does sound like kind of like a firecracker of a person. Yeah. And listen debate can be can it can turn really bad but it can also be really stimulating sure you know so if you meet somebody who you're like oh we can talk politics and we can have like a healthy debate and like it's intellectually stimulating for me but that's sexy but it can turn but if you're a volatile angry person right and then you turn it into a reason to abuse somebody because maybe you started drinking and now you now you uptight like I, yeah. I got a fucking problem with that. Yeah. yeah. She may right? not have realized, you know, for sure. And I don't think that that's how their relationship started. Yeah. But it definitely turned into that. Muth also was having many affairs. Um, Muth was gay and he, it seems that she didn't care. And it seems like that wasn't the type of relationship they had. So he was having many affairs with different men. He even moved in with a boyfriend in 2002. And it seems as though um, Viola was not the only one to be the wrath of his hand um, because this boyfriend also had been the brunt of his wrath. So um, in May 2006, um, in a violent rage, he threw a chair, pounding her head to the floor, holding her down, pounding her head to the floor, so many times and held her down on the floor with him on top of her. I mean, this is a 70 something year old woman mm-hmm. nearing 80, right? Yeah. At this point. Well, has to be 2006. She was 67, like 80s. So she's in her 80s, right? Mm-hmm. 2006. She doesn't escape until the next morning when she finally is able to get out of the house because he's been sitting on her, preventing her from calling the police. She's finally able to escape, make it to her her daughter's house where they call 911 and decide that they're going to press charges. If that was go- your fucking mother. Oh, I, I can't. Awful. I can't. Oh, Awful. yeah. Awful. No. So, Muth fled. Um, and... <laughs> He fled and he started a correspondence, corresponding news from Iraq to the State Department, the National Security Council. He's taking a persona of like a world weary freelancer. So he has now escaped to Iraq where he is now kind of in the inn with the Iraqi soldiers what? and their freedom and their revolution. And so he's able to now con- co- communicate all the things that are happening to his contacts now in DC. Cause now he's free. He's, you know, kind of doing his own thing. How? Wait, how? It's a real turn of events. I'm so confused. He just fled. And so that's where he fled to is Iraq. Um, but during the same time, because he's becoming so helpful to this, you know, like his underground, you know, information that he, they're getting, because then the news comes out the next morning and they're like, oh, my God, that's true. Um, So they're like, I guess he must have some kind of intel. Um, But he gets super excited about how valuable he's coming and he begins to rekindle things with Viola um, calling her. And Viola tells her friend at this time, she goes, I honestly don't know if he's calling from another country or if he's calling from the room next door because um, the number that keeps showing up on their caller ID is a phone number from Miami where he's supposed to be in another country 
and corresponding. Turns out <laughs> that he's calling from Miami Hotel where he's been employed for 2006 to 2008. Whoa. Not some war-torn country corresponding what he's doing is waking up at very early hours reading foreign news writing that foreign news and sending it to to his contacts before it breaks in the state well, he's resourceful yeah i'll say that yeah i mean but it's all bullshit right oh, right uh, upon his return to georgetown this is when he begins to wear his olive uniform and beret in which is an iraqi uniform because he is now <clears throat> titling his emails Stop. with his new title, Abrecht Muth Staff Brigadier General. Okay. Turns out, though, <laughs> after a little bit of a minor investigation, he's actually resourced this place in South Carolina to have this outfit made so that he can have... He oh. called a costume shop. He yeah, was like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the grooves, though, kept him in style. And he held company of many high-ranking officials from Iraq. He was getting invited to, like, all these fucking parties. He was getting invited to all these dinners and all of these. But you know what? in Iraq. He's in Miami. Now he's back in D.C. He's oh, back okay. in D.C. now with his yeah, uniform with his and, new his uniform. New oh, and his new title. And, you know, I... I Sometimes I listen to these stories and I'm like, I just need to trust myself more. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like my confidence needs to be way fucking higher yeah. because mm -hmm. I feel like you can do anything. In you DC can with confidence. do I'm telling you anything with the right amount of confidence. That's absolutely if you right. just walk into a room and you're like, I'm, I'm this person here, like 90 percent of people apparently will just be like, OK, like that, that German heiress. Yeah. Or whatever. Yes, uh -huh. exactly. Uh -huh. yes. It's just like, this is who I am. People are like, OK, okay. cool. Sounds good. Um, and he even orchestrated this huge event called the National Observance of Iraq Liberation Day. Um, and you know how much he loves to have these like acronyms. So he's NOLID is uh, this new thing that he has where he's gathered American brass and gold star mothers to the Arlington Cemetery to lay wreaths and do a full ceremony where people speak the... Um, the son of the Iraqi uh, president is there to give a whole speech. So he does this whole thing. It is a whole thing, right? Um, he hosts this big party for all these 40, goldies, 40, bleh, 40 gold star mothers to come. Oh, Isn't that awful? And awful. It was, after, you know, so like he's just like he's invested in his his persona but it's after a big night of partying and um, heavy partying he went uh that he you know had gone out the night before didn't get home until really late it's the next morning that he wakes up goes for his two cigar walk comes home and finds his lovely 91 year old wife on the floor of his uh, their apartment well her apartment technically and of course the autopsy as i said spoiler alert it is murder and not only is it murder of course she has the gash on the head but she also has ligature basically like ligature marks around her neck like from strangulation she also has like a torn thumbnail in which has like his dna so there's like no way out of this motherfucker you fucking killed your wife right um Literally, like, days after her death, her family, her daughters, get a note from him that is saying that the family owes him $200,000. Um, and it was signed by their mother, but it oh. was 
so obviously forged. The rage. I, the rage that would bubble up in you. Honey, your fucking daughter uh-uh. is a lawyer. Or I'm sorry, a judge uh. in California. And you think you're going to get away with some bullshit ass. What an idiot. Uh, a fucking moron, right? Well, he um, he is to the police. He's like, hey, guys, you don't have shit on me. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. And tomorrow when I go in front of the judge, I'm not even going to know who I am. What? Yeah. He's like, I'm not even going to know who I am. He's basically like, I'm going to fiend like insanity. Right. But I, why, why would you, why, why would you tell somebody like this, that? Yeah. Why would this you have is that on record? Just, it truly is like that kind of like bond villain thing where you're like, I'm going to give you my whole plan. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to give it to you from the, the word go. Like what? He's a mess. So he's definitely going to try for this insanity plea, but it somehow does kind of work because he does tie up the court system with like, you know, doctors and psychiatrists and, and and people trying to establish whether he is or isn't. The townspeople are like, yeah, he did walk around with a riding (laughs) crop. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you ever saw him in his uniform that (laughs) he had made. So, um, so at any rate, he is, uh, finally he goes on this major hunger strike. Um, during the hunger strike, he loses a hundred pounds. Um, he becomes so ill from this weight loss that they end up having to try him from his hotel or from his hotel, from his hospital room. It's the first time in history that they were like, you know what? We're, we're done playing your game. And they're like, you, fine. You can't come to court because you're too sick. Well, guess, guess what? what? We got Zoom now. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> court like, that coming shit. to you. Yeah. That's right. And so, oh, by the way, just so that you're clear, he didn't just do a hunger strike on his own. He did the hunger strike because the archangel Gabriel told him to. So, you know, just to be clear that it wasn't just like just some whim that Mm -hmm. he decided. Okay. Yes. Um, But the courts were like, we're done with you, fool. You're guilty. 50 years in prison. And that is the fucking wild story. Wow. (laughs) I'd be interested to see. I mean, it. It doesn't seem like a stretch to actually think that maybe mental illness was involved. Something's wrong with him for sure. With yeah, with this like, whole I'm like, where where was he before he was 18, or right. what was his childhood like? Because so, this is a very interesting path. The that one he's chosen minor to walk. thing that I found from his childhood, of course, he was born in Germany, um, is that his mother was actually on a up and coming trajectory in political seen in germany i believe and then uh, so just mommy was too close to him well and you know? and well and mommy died when he was young mm. so there there's a lot of issues i'm I not think. saying there was nothing wrong with him because i think that there was sure. definitely something wrong with but him you killed your but, wife and you need to go to jail yeah and that one thing doesn't necessarily have anything really to do with the other right you yeah, know right. clearly this was a, a, a thing you knew was wrong to yeah. do well he blamed his mom for for dying and for him to, for not like setting up his legacy so that he could be you know a powerful mover and shaker in the in the political world so there was a lot of like mommy issues mommy how? issues and blaming and probably maybe where he became volatile toward viola maybe he saw her as a mother and was like kind taking of taking his anger out i mean so who knows Ugh. i mean like this is all super wild speculation on our part but you know it, it is a fucking crazy story right yeah 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 and again, um, you can literally see. Uh, oh, Christoph Waltz. Perfect. Waltz is this character. Oh my right? gosh. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a new show that, um, just dropped like in the last couple years. Um, 
but yeah mm-hmm. and he directed it and everything it was like his directorial debut it's called georgetown is it's that what you called said georgetown yeah wow. yeah Ooh-wee. Okay, well, that was a good yeah. one, Cass. Yeah, speaking of, what are you guys watching this yeah. week? So I watched a miniseries on Netflix called Clickbait. And it is, that's a tainted love if you're looking mm. for something like that. I love a good, like, miniseries. Like, I know I'm, like, I'm a limited series. I'm going to yes, get through it. Same. Um, love a limited series. And it's a very interesting concept, and uh, I enjoyed it. I think that the way that it's been getting a lot of like negative reviews, actually. But like, um, I think that the way that they did it is kind of not the best. Zoe Kazan is in it. Um, Adrian Grenier or what, how do you say his last name from oh, Entourage? Is yeah. In it? yeah. 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 Um, still hot, by the way. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's, he's pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but every episode kind of focuses on a different character in the story mm-hmm. as it moves through and so i don't i feel like it could have been tightened up a little bit like you know but in general i actually enjoyed it and i think if you like that kind of thing if you're into kind of like a mystery yeah. sort of story um you know i am yeah i think that you will enjoy it so there you go i'm still watching nine perfect strangers mm, yeah. me too and nicole kimmins wigs oh, oh nicole kimmon and that, that melissa hair. mccarthy is wig looks cord. like it's like she got it from like the lord of the rings <gasps> yes set. she totally did she stole kate blanchett's it looks wig. like it looks like it was it's been in storage and no one's done anything with it since oh, and no. when it gets wet it's the stringiest thing i've ever seen it's so bad because she's she's what like be her in a hair? pool in every episode i've got to oh, know no. <laughs> i've got to know if like if that wig is a thing if it is part of the show that eventually no, it comes out that i it's don't a, think so think? because nicole kidman is kind of like notorious at this point for having like bad, bad wigs. wigs that's what i'm saying like is it her hair though because the undoing too i'm like what's what's, yeah, ha- what's, what's the deal, what's the deal here always always bad yeah. I don't know. What does her real hair look like? What does it look like? Same now I need you. to know. Now I need to know why Wait, it's was like it, a wig How was it time. in um, uh, the one where her husband... Big Little Eyes? Yes. I mean, it was, it was definitely a wig. You think so? Yeah. Same, I as, think same so. as the undoing. Yeah. It was just like... Yeah. Oof. I mean, and none of them, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, it's not that bad, like, it's fine, but it's sure. not great it's not like tyler perry movie levels okay. of bad wigs did you see that there's a new tyler perry movie that is very tainted love if they all are okay. they all are <laughs> it's true though it's true um i am watching a french show on um amazon prime called candace renoir and it is um she's like a detective it's just a really light you know nice uk type of mm. You know I you love know. A, a European. Yeah, it's good. It's mm-hmm. good. And if you don't, um, if you don't mind listening to French or reading reading a show, yeah, uh, it's good. It's love. really good. I thought it was fun. It's it's, it's light. Oh, good. Yeah, it's, it's light. not too. Um, it's not too serious. Here is what I will say about it, though, and I think this is talk point worthy. That apparently I am a full eleven in France, and um, I've considered moving because all the guys are fucking hot. Oh, and they're in love with her, and she is just to me like I'm like yeah, but she's pretty average, you know. Like, dude, that's listen. I will it's, say this: it's the reverse of that King of Queens thing we got going on. Over that's here. the thing about um watching like 
it's part of why I enjoy watching shows that were filmed in like the UK or whatever. Yeah. N- not because anyone is unattractive, but just because they're like real. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. like shows that are shot in the US, it's like we're supposed to suspend be, disbelief yeah. to believe that like everybody looks like this. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm, I'm sorry, like, guys, Kevin James is not that good looking. No. Like, I mean, he's an okay looking guy, but he ain't getting pulling no Leah Rimini in her fucking prime. Uh-huh. No. No way. <laughs> yeah. No. Not on any day of the week. <laughs> Not in the US of A. <laughs> Not in these United States of America. <laughs> Certainly not in LA. No. No, no. 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 Well, if you guys have something that uh, we should watch, if you have FMK suggestions, if you have stories, go and reach out to our one-stop shop of website. It's myworstatepodcast.com. And we love you guys so much. Cheers. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.